Oh. Here's oh. Kansas City from the 19. Throwing at the goal line. And it's caught by Kelsey for the touchdown. Ain't no jitters for me, baby. I'm excited for this one, man. I'm excited for the challenge. I know it's going to be our biggest challenge yet. And uh, there's no doubt seeping, seeping in. We got a great football team. Uh, and we're going up against a great football team. It's going to be one for the ages. I'm just excited for it, man. Live from the heart of the action at the Mandalay Bay Sportsbook in Las Vegas, this is Bet MGM Tonight on the BetQL Network. Yeah, Travis Kelsey's been there quite a few times, guys. I don't think there's any jitters left because, uh, well, they're just pretty much in the Super Bowl every year at this point, it feels like. Travis Kelsey might be, in my opinion, the coolest person on this planet. On the whole planet? Yeah, I'm like a huge okay. fan wow, now. Like I kind of hated him for a while because I think my wife has a crush on him because every time I go on Instagram, <laughs> I see that she like likes his photos and they're always like his thirst trap photos. And I'm kind of a, <laughs> like John Lennon. I'm a jealous guy. But uh, then I listened to the More pod, man. I think you're, like, possessive, too. Like, not just jealous, but possessive. Damn, really? Damn. <laughs> I'm just playing. This uh, got real deep. Damn, yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm just playing. Maybe I'm I am a little bit. Uh, <laughs> it's the mother of my children, T. <laughs> Child. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. mine. But then I listened to the podcast, man, and he reminds me of, like, me. Him and his brother remind me of me and my brother. They're just total Midwesterners. Yeah. Mid, they're from the Midwest. Well, you love that because they call soda pop. And yeah, and they call their ma happy. like ma. Yeah. Ma, ma. See, yeah. I just do. Yeah. But yeah, anybody that calls soda pop is cool in my opinion. Right? Yes. It, I, yeah. I call it pop. And it's not cornhole. It's it's, ba no, it's bags. bags, right? Yeah. Bags, yeah. yeah. Playing yeah. the bags. That's, yeah. how, that's how it goes. Toss some right. bags. <laughs> yeah. All right, Josh Klingler jumps on with us now. Sideline reporter for the Chiefs Radio Network. Also 610 Sports, Kansas City. Uh, I, I can imagine it's a... Very calm, quiet week when it comes to the Chiefs. Look, man, like, I'm going to be honest with you. It's got to be just great to cover a team that's pretty much always Good. in it every single <laughs> year, no matter what. We've talked about it, Josh, so many times on this show, where it's like you feel like this was the year where you could count the Chiefs out, maybe a little bit, right? Talk about Patrick Mahomes and statistically not a great season for him and the wide receivers and all those problems. And then you go, here they are, back in the Super Bowl once again, and Travis Kelsey sitting there going, yeah, we're not nervous because we've just been here every single year. Yeah. Well, first, uh, Pop, uh, Bags. There you go. We're all in love with Travis. We're all in love with Travis Kelsey. I mean, it doesn't it, it doesn't matter. He's just he is really hard not to not to gravitate towards. And it's amazing to think uh, suddenly Patrick Mahomes is no longer the biggest star in this team. That that was that was the biggest transition this year. But like Travis Kelsey's like rocket ship to stardom uh, blow, blows past the the greatest quarterback going. So yeah, it's been a it's been a strange thing. This year has been a little bit different because yeah, I think at various times during the year, I think a lot of people question. Yeah, they're good, but uh, can they get this thing done? And then what should be scary for the rest of the NFL is they are in this game again, and they know that they had some faults this year on offense, and I don't think those are offseason things, but I don't think that they're going to let those things stand. That's the scary part. They did the same thing before when they got rid of uh, Tyreek Hill, and it was like, what are they going to do? And everybody kind of lamented that. Well, they were in the Super Bowl again. Just nuts. And this is kind of the same thing. It looked like defensively they were pretty elite but then the offense looked kind of pedestrian for most of the season they got to week 17 they they narrow casted their offense uh decided here's who shouldn't get the ball here's who should get the ball and they, they've continued that into the playoffs and they played much more efficient offensive football and suddenly um you know you're you're ending up in this game again kind of looking around and go wow you blasted through the afc that should have been super difficult and now everybody in kansas city feels great like okay let's just Let's just go to another Super Bowl and, and win it and see what it's like. 
It's crazy. And it's, it's, it is crazy. And I wanted you to make sense of this because when you put it into this context, what I just read, it, it's almost stunning. The Chiefs led the NFL, Josh, in drops, had the lowest points per game in Mahomes' career. They have a rookie, obviously, as their number one wide receiver, had the second most offensive penalties in the league, lose the season opener, and Mahomes threw a career-high four interceptions. Do you think when you put it into that context that Kansas City media and maybe even Kansas City players are a little surprised to be in this spot, all things considered? Yeah, and then their turnover ratio on the year. Like, you look at this historically – and you're that bad in the plus-minus category and turnovers in the NFL, and you're you're picking early in the draft. You're not you're not in the Super Bowl. It's just it's just staggering. And then, yeah, if if there's anybody that says, and I've fought people on this, like, well, it'll be fine. You just turn the switch on in the playoffs, and go. It's never that easy. They've almost looked that like that it doesn't it doesn't happen what the, what they're doing. Not to say they're playing badly, but it certainly looked like a team that was really going to have a hard time advancing through the postseason. Um, let alone get to this position. And they have kind of turned it on offensively and then rode the back of this has been a defensive team all season. Uh, a lot of people outside of Kansas City probably haven't noticed that because, again, you have um, Patrick Mahomes, you have Andy Reid, you have uh, Travis and Taylor, and then they're like, this defense is over here going, hey, hey everybody, we were top five in every category this year and, and won a whole bunch of games. And so it's been a unique season for Kansas City in that regard because it has been a defensive first while they have figured out their offense that took them really all the way until right at the tail end of the season to really get dialed in. But now they're dialed in and they look, you know, you, you play games like you did in the AFC Championship game. They have every reason to believe that they can they can play that sort of game on, on the biggest stage come Sunday. Josh, uh, were you surprised that Baltimore really – I was going to say went away from the run. They never really established the run, and that's the one I would call it, I guess, weakness for the Chiefs' defense. Not that it's a terrible weakness, but they struggle a little bit against the run. And then how concerned are you uh, with this matchup going against San Francisco and Christian McCaffrey coming up on Sunday? Yeah, I mean, terribly surprised. I mean, I don't, I don't want a game plan for other teams, but, yeah, I don't know how – I don't know how any teams leave Travis Kelsey alone in the middle of the field all the time. It happens yeah. every week, and you're like, I, I hate to be your defensive coordinator, but – um, put three guys on him and just forget it. Like, just try to <laughs> force everybody else to do things. Yeah, six runs by the running backs against Baltimore a week after the Chiefs gave up 182 yards on the ground to to the Bills. Absolutely baffling. Um, we've seen teams blink on them in the postseason, too. San Francisco blinked on them four years ago, and I'm, I'm curious to see if that happens again in this one because um, they clearly – uh, there's clearly been a moment in each of the games in the AFC uh, playoffs where the other team kind of flinched. Uh, this Chiefs team doesn't have flinch. And so I think uh, you can't expect it and have it happen and wait for it, but we've seen teams do that. Yeah, I'm not, again, I'm not coordinating San Francisco's offense, but if I were, I'm like, yeah, Christian McCaffrey, early, often, and all the time, and see if you can have success yeah. doing that. Force the Chiefs to stop that. He is the uh, the biggest, I think, difference to me. I know Brock Purdy's getting all the headlines. Can he do this? Can he do that? Mine is, can he get Christian McCaffrey involved a lot? And if he's if he's a menace, um, that's a problem for the, uh, for the Chiefs' defense. You mentioned it's a great way of putting it, that the Niners blinked, that the Ravens blinked. If you had to put it into words in terms of why teams do that against the Chiefs specifically, is it because they're the Chiefs and then there's this allure or there's this fear? Is that there additional animosity because of the success? And so maybe they play outside of themselves and 
commit additional penalties based on just like emotions. Why do teams shoot themselves in the foot uh, so much against the Chiefs? And this year, I do have that question as to why. I think other years you could say because the Chiefs look like they could score on every play and you were just freaked out by Patrick Mahomes. Like, he's just going to go down the field on me every time. If I don't go score for score, and we've seen I, there's just tons of those situations where teams are going outside themselves, going on fourth down, like, all the time. Like, we got to go score for score. This year, you don't have to go as much score for score with the Chiefs, certainly offensively. But I, I think a lot of it is that Andy Reid. I think Andy Reid does that as well, too, that I think coaches – try to figure out when he's the best guy going uh, Steve Spagnolo if he wins if he wins uh, the Super Bowl and he, he has four Super Bowl titles as a defensive coordinator I mean uh, he may be considered one of the best defensive coordinators of all time I think you have a really good brain trust over there at the at the helm for Kansas City and I think teams kind of kind of wilt in that you see these kind of coaching I was you know it's to simplify it, you go coach quarterback a lot right like if you have the coach and you have the quarterback odds are you know you're going to be in a pretty good position and I think I think at times teams might look over the sidelines and going they got Mahomes and they got Andy Reid and that's a lot to contend with so I'm not counting on that with San Francisco but I, I definitively felt like it happened at moments in each of those games in the AFC uh, playoffs Talking to Josh Klingler about MGM tonight. Uh, I'm a big fan of Isaiah Pacheco. I'm sure you probably are too. I feel like everybody probably is in Kansas City at this point. And uh, he's, his rushing yards are sitting at 66 and a half. I feel like his role has continued to grow with this team. They've continued to realize like, hey, this guy's really good and can do a lot for us, not just as a running back, but also as a receiver out of the backfield. What type of role do you think he'll have in the Super Bowl against the 49ers? Well, I mean, they're this particular team as well, bit, bit built defense or a built defensively first but their offensive makeup this year has been a little bit different they are much much better when they're balanced and they're much much better when Isaiah Pacheco is going and is going early the fear always is and it's really kind of a, a west coast offense uh, uh Andy Reid history kind of fear that if they don't have success early in the run game they may crumple it up and 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 start throwing the ball over the yard I think I think that's a that's a mistake and uh, they hopefully will not be getting into that now that's not to say they don't come out throwing the first offensive play but they're much much better when Isaiah Pacheco is going plus his energy level they really do vote. and he's uh he's got almost the mentality of an offensive lineman too you know how offensive linemen have that we want to road grade people he fits that mold terrifically and so when they get him going in the run game especially it sets up everything they can do in the in the pass game it's a little bit different maybe than some other again composition of recent Chiefs teams but there's no doubt he is he is very very important to how they're going offensively and if he's up in that 70 80 more yards category and you know up uh, 20 carries or something or 20 touches in that uh, area uh, you feel pretty good about where the offense is Speaking of the offense, Josh, have you noticed anything different like the last couple weeks of the season? It feels like maybe Pat has more control at the line of scrimmage and maybe like less uh, Matt Nagy influence maybe. I'm not quite sure. But have you noticed anything different about the offensive side of the ball the last couple weeks? I'm not so sure about that dynamic of it. But yeah. what I think they definitively did was they spent a good portion of the season trying to, hey, let's uh, let's get everybody involved. And let's try to to make uh, six wide receivers have numbers, and 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 no one stepped up other than Rashi Rice, the the uh, the rookie. And so by the tail end of the season, they said, okay, uh, Kadarius Tony's basically a, a non-factor. Uh, uh, Rice and Kelsey are going to get all the targets, and everyone else, you might get a couple throws your way, and you better make the play. Uh, MVS, you better you better catch the ball. Um, 
and they've just kind of whittled things down so much that it's like it's Pacheco, it's Kelsey, and it's Rice, and then a few different touches for everybody else. And so I think it's a little bit more that they just kind of just dialed into what was working where they spent an entire season, basically an entire season, which was a lot longer than, than everybody thought, trying to search for who was going to be contributing and just said, we're just going to get the ball to the guys that are contributing. We're not going to worry about this development thing. We tried it. Everybody got a bunch of opportunities. Not enough guys rose to the occasion. And so here's the three we can trust. And, and that's been a very effective recipe. Now, uh, Marquez Valdez-Scantling has made a play, right? Made a big play in the, in the Baltimore game, but it's going to be very limited ones. You're going to get just a couple of opportunities. The backup tight end, Noah Gray, you're going to get a couple of catches. Justin Watson, you're going to get a couple of catches at most. Um, and, and they're going to do a lot to Rice and a lot to Kelsey and a lot to Pacheco. And I think that that's been the biggest difference in how they, they honed in offensively. More on that, it looked like reportedly uh, Eric Bieniemy ended up going to Baltimore, helping, you know, really just kind of tweak the offense yeah. for that title game. He's reportedly now going to be back uh, with the Chiefs of the Super Bowl as well. Like, what's the latest on this Eric Bieniemy reunion <laughs> Like, what should we see moving forward? And how do you think he helps this team, not just in this Super Bowl, but like in the future? Right. It's interesting because they were missing that dynamic. And I've been asked this question a lot during the season. It's it's less to me of an X's and O's dynamic. I think they have plenty of people to do that. They have Andy Reid and Matt Nagy running the offense. Everybody's good with that. Um, what they needed was kind of the bad cop. And I, I've suggested they create a role called the uh, the director of accountability. And he, he steps in and, and he's the guy that's just, he's, a, he's willing to get in people's faces. He's willing to kind of shout and scream. And they really didn't have that guy. And that dynamic isn't always needed, but I think that that was kind of the missing component at times. And so, and then it was really, really interesting to hear when I first, we were in Baltimore and I heard, oh, Eric Bieniemy coming by the hotel. And I thought, okay, that's interesting. He'll be in the lobby, you know, uh, saying hi to his, to his, uh, to his old team. And they leave it at that. No, they bring him into the, to the to the meetings and he gives basically the last the last speech on Saturday night before the big game on on Sunday and so I think they missed a little of that dynamic of of his ability to kind of I think get after people and so it's it'll be interesting to see if there's a way to 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 bring that back now if he comes back in some form I don't think it'll be offensive coordinator again Matt Nagy's in that role and will be in that role um you know I know Andy Reid has said there's there's not a place for him now, but we'll see. Also, what are what are his in, intentions? If it's still to be uh, a head coach, um, I, I I don't think I still don't think Kansas City probably is the place for that. It'll be somewhere where we take on more of a role. But but could they use his dynamic of of being a guy that that holds people accountable? I mean, I can't imagine Kadarius Tony's dropping passes or lining up offsides. I can't imagine Jawan Taylor is uh, having all the. Uh, the pre-snap penalties if, if Eric Bieniemy is yelling at them. <laughs> I just I firmly believe that that would have helped at some point during the season. But but here you are in the Super Bowl. It's like it feels like it's like a minute thing. It's unbelievable that you're talking about. Oh, yeah. here's the things they could add in the yeah. off season for teams in the Super Bowl. It's it's uh, yeah, it's it's good problems to have, I guess. And Josh, as someone that's a Commanders fan, I just laughed at the beginning of the year when everybody was upset on the offense that he was too tough on them. So that shows the difference between. Well, the Chiefs and what, you know, some other teams are Real in terms of their attitudes. Do. Josh Klinger, 610 Sports, Kansas City. Great to talk Thanks, to you, Josh. Man. Have a pop for me. You bet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to play some bags. Now we're done. On <laughs> set next. Bet MGM the night.